Dinners with Sinners. Several years ago, our simple church was reading through the Gospel of Luke and came across this story. I was impressed by the way that Jesus invited himself into the lives of people that he encountered. I also recognized that when I met people that needed Jesus, I rarely invited myself into their lives, but instead invited them to some Christian event. I became convicted by this and started encouraging my friends and self to look for who was looking at our lives and begin inviting ourselves into their lives. We came up with a fictitious program called Dinners with Sinners and began to pray for God to make these divine appointments happen. While I grasped the concept of inviting myself into other people's lives, it made me extremely uncomfortable. All of my life, I had been taught to protect my reputation. Now I was being confronted by the fact that if I was going to follow Jesus, I would have to lay down my own reputation in order to become friends with sinners. While I had taught about Jesus' interactions with Zacchaeus rather excitedly, I was somewhat hesitant to live it out. Thankfully, one of the young men that I was discipling was pretty insistent that we practice what we were learning. As we looked to see who was looking, there had been a family that had come to the soup kitchen we were operating that was obviously going hungry. Although the family was deeply broken, their hearts began to soften after the mother and one of the daughters received physical healing. My young friend encouraged me to follow through and invite myself to dinner at their house. Their house was a scary place. In fact, it was known throughout our town as a place of spiritual darkness. I honestly did not want to go there, but knew that we needed to. When we knocked on their door late one Thursday evening, I could feel butterflies in my stomach. I was quite content with the casual interactions that I had with this family at the soup kitchen. Now I was leaving an environment that I controlled to see if the gospel worked in the midst of their darkness. When Libby, the mom, opened the door, I could see that she was just as uncomfortable as I was. This was the type of house that attracted the broken. In addition to the mom and her three daughters, there were always drifters and outcasts going in and out. My friend and I sat with this family for the next 45 minutes, watching people try not to swear while they figured out why we had come to their house. At the end of our time there, I asked if we could bring some pizza and come over for dinner the following week. They said yes, and I left having scheduled my first dinner with sinners. That dinner never happened, however, because just a few days later, one of Libby's daughters had a seizure. The paramedics were called, and when they came to the house, they found deplorable living conditions. I received a frantic phone call from one of the daughters informing me that Child Protective Services told her mother that unless their house was in good order by the end of the week, the state would take the children. All of a sudden, I became very thankful for the persistence of my young friend. The timing of our visit to their home made them feel safe enough to reach out to us and ask for help in this hour of need. Within 24 hours, we mobilized our small, simple church to help this precious family clean out their house. Three days and two dump trucks later, it was back in working order. As we finished cleaning on the last day, I remember standing out in front of the garage when Libby came up and gave me a hug. With tears running down her cheeks, she looked up at me and asked if we could start one of our little churches at her house. Over the next three months, over 50 people gave their lives to Jesus at a church plant in Libby's garage. Just like in the story of Zacchaeus, salvation came to Libby's house. I was humbled by the way that Jesus showed up to pour out healing and deliverance at that little simple church. Good things happen when we follow Jesus in engaging people with the good news where they live.